Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Glad you could join us today. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, we praise you. We just magnify thy most glorious name, O Lord. We thank you for this day of life, O Lord God, and this is the day that you have made, and so we shall rejoice and be also glad in the Lord. Heavenly Father, as we have gathered here today to hear your word, O Lord, and to study your word, we ask that Holy Spirit will be here with us, O Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father God, that your Holy Spirit shall speak to the hearts and the minds of every single listener that is here today, O Lord God. Speak to them in your own special way. Open their eyes that they may see, open their ears that they may hear, and most of all, open their understanding so they may fully grasp what your word has to say. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify thy name. I give it all to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, praise God. Pastor Mike here, and again, welcome to Genesis 1. And today we have a, a topic that is very, very important to all of us uh, that are, are Christians today, today who are living in this world and the things that are going on around us and so forth. And uh, in this day and age with so much worldliness and ungodly behavior we see uh, exhibited uh, out there, we must remember who we are as Christians, okay? And it's not always easy with what is going on around us. It's not always easy with, with peer pressure, you know, and, and those that are our friends, relatives, associates, co-workers, and so forth. Uh, many times with the way they may be living their lives, it's hard for us to stand and hold our own as children of God, okay? But th there's a tension uh, in this world. There's a tension in this country uh, that is surely building, okay? And this tension is, uh, it's a tension in, in the natural world, it's a, a, a tension in the political world, and then there's most definitely is a tension in the, in the spiritual world, okay? In the world that we live in um, as, as children of the Lord, amen? So we see this tension that, that is building, and it's just wondering, it makes you wonder where are things heading? Many people that you speak to, they say that there's a feeling, there's this, this great expectancy about things that are about to happen. You know, it's, it's almost like when you're blowing up a balloon for a party, you know, and that balloon gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and you realize that at some point, if you add one more breath to it, it it's going to pop, it's going to break, you know, and that's what many people that I speak with are, are feeling, you know, it's like a rubber band that you're stretching and stretching, and if you keep going, it's going to break, you know, and everyone has this expectant, expectancy that something is about to happen, that something is, is going to change. No one can quite put their finger on it, you know, many people that I speak with and people that you may be talking to, they, they just kind of feel that, that, that something is wrong, something is, is, is out of sorts, and, uh, and something's going to happen, you know. And, and we are all right if you're feeling like that because God is the one that is in charge and he will bring things to where he wants it to be and then he will step in again and he will either make radical change or whatever he's going to do, but things just can't continue the way they are. With what's happening in the world today and in this country and as well as the rest of the world, trying to remove God, there are tensions in Christianity and I say to you today that there's a showdown coming for sure. They're trying to get God out of our conversation. They're trying to get God out of our walks of life. They're taking out or have taken out the Ten Commandments in many places. They're trying to take God out of the schools, trying to take God out of what they're teaching to our children in school. That's why we as Christian parents need to be so careful about where we are sending our schools, our, our children, what schools we're sending them to. And more importantly, what kind of curriculum uh, our children are being exposed to because there is a, 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 a concerted effort there's an organized effort to wipe out the name of God, to wipe out especially the name of Jesus Christ, to erase God's presence from our children and from our lives as individuals. So we see that there is indeed something afoot. So it's worthwhile to remember that we have to fight for our faith. 
We have to fight for our faith. We have to contend for or fight for our faith. We can't just take our faith for granted uh, any longer. You know, we should have never, but if we have, we certainly have to realize where things are heading, and we have to remember that we have to fight for our faith, you know. Sometimes we think that uh, God seems distant, you know, especially when so much is going on in the world around us, especially when so much is going on in your life. You know, you may have some issues right now that you're praying about and you're waiting for God to come through on. And sometimes God may seem like he's just so far off, you know, that like he's far away and that he doesn't really care about what's troubling us. You know, well, God always cares what's troubling us. God always, always cares what's troubling you specifically. God knows what's going on in your life. And so relative to the things that are going on around you, sometimes we may feel, well, gee whiz, you know, all oh, this is happening to me. And now look what's happening on my job. Look what's happening in the world. Look what's happening in my community, in this country. Look at the decisions that are being made. Where are you, Heavenly Father? Where are you? Okay. Well, God is here. Okay. God is here. Our God is the Lord of the here and now. Okay. Our God is the Lord of the here and now. He's our God and the Lord of this very present moment that you're sitting here or standing listening to this to this broadcast, all right? God is the, is the God and the Lord of the here and now. God is, is here, and he's the Lord of this present moment in this particular place, wherever you are. God is the Lord of this moment, wherever you are listening to this message, okay? And this is where he wants to meet us, okay? This is where he wants to meet us. God is the Lord of everything that's going on. And just get this concept in mind that right now, as you're listening to me speak, God is the Lord of this very moment, and he wants to meet us in this place. If we seek to encounter the divine presence of the Lord, it can only be where we are and no other place at that particular moment. Okay? All right? Let me repeat that again. If you seek to encounter God, okay, it can only be where we are at this present time and no other place at this moment. In other words, what is more important than this very, pro this very special moment? This very special moment right now where you're seeking the face of God, it is most important to understand that he is the Lord of this time that you are seeking him. You don't have to stand off to the side and wait until tomorrow, wait until you're in the perfect surroundings to experience the presence of God. God is very, very present wherever it is that you are encountering him. Okay, all right, and understand that 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 in the very in the very ordinary and in the challenges of our daily living, this is where God finds us. Okay, and where we touch the sacred and the divine. All right, okay, in the very ordinary and the challenging times of our daily living, this is where God is present and reaches out to touch us in our very own special way. You know, our temptation many times is often, you know, to believe that God can only be genuinely found in a perfect place, a, a, a place of holiness and peace. You know, many times we think that the only place and time we can experience God is when we go to church, you know, and if we go to a magnificent church building and so forth, you know, that this is the only time that we can experience and be in the presence of God. And that is so wrong. That is so wrong. Okay. God is the Lord of the very special moment, the very precious time, the very instant of the time that you need him, that you need his presence. This is where God is. You don't have to wait until Sunday to be in church. You don't have to wait until you can travel to this beautiful building someplace, you know, to, to, to where you walk in and it's magnificent. I mean, it's, it's wonderful to go into a beautiful church building and quiet and be in the presence of God. But God is also, he's the Lord of the very moment. God is the Lord of this moment. 
God is the Lord of this very moment where you are reaching out to him, where you want to hear from him, where you want to be touched, okay? okay? And many times we believe that we can only encounter God at that time when conditions are perfectly right. You know, that the only time you can encounter God is when you can go into a church building and get on your knees, you know, and, and do all of this, you know, the, all the other things that go along with quote unquote Christianity, you know, and, and that's where we miss the point, you know, and this belief is what prevents us many times from a genuine encounter with God. Okay, it prevents us from experiencing a genuine encounter with God at every moment and in every situation of our lives. You know, again, it's very important for you to stand in this message today that, that God is the Lord of the very moment that you want to experience his presence. You don't have to wait until the perfect timing. So it's so important. That's why we have to make sure we are contending for our faith, that we're fighting for our faith. God is found, again, I say, in the ordinary and the oftentimes messy and disorganized reality of our lives. Okay? All right? You know, we don't have to wait for things to be perfect in our lives to experience God's presence and to know that God is there. Right? When things are the most messy, the things are the most challenging in our lives, that's when we have to realize that God is the Lord of that time. All right? So whatever it is that you're going through, remember, God is Lord over that time that you're in right now. You say, well, it's Pastor, you know, how can that be? I mean, I certainly don't feel like, like God is, is the Lord over what I'm wrestling with, okay? Well, it's that very thing that is stopping you from feeling and understanding God's presence. All right? You have to realize that He is there, and all you have to do is to reach out to Him. All you have to do is to call out to Him and know that He is indeed Lord, Okay? You know, as a matter of fact, I will go on to say that some of our most profound uh, experiences of God are to be found in the everyday rhythms of our lives, okay? Some of the most profound experiences, all right? And if you stop and think about it, it is very profound to think about that, that, that's, uh, um, that when you're going through a challenging time, when you aren't feeling that everything is perfect, when things are not going very, very well, that God can just show up on the scene when you're looking for him. God can just show up on the scene and bring his presence to, 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 the, to the surroundings, to your, to your surroundings, into your, into your very experience and give you that peace and let you know that he is there. Okay, God steps into, into the most messy and challenging times of our everyday life. God can step into the challenging times when you're in the grocery store and you're online shopping, you know, and you're really, really tired and hungry. You just need to get home and, 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 and you're, you're wishing that the line would go down. And all of a sudden, another cashier opens up, opens up her check, her, uh, her cash register there and points to you. I'll take that person online and points to you and then you come right through. God was present at that particular time and made a way for you. At the time that you were feeling so tired and you just wouldn't be able to make it through, that God you know, put on this woman's heart to go open her cash register drawer and call you onto that line to give you that peace and that rest that you so desperately needed. You know? And that's just a small, silly, kind of silly example. But what I'm trying to, to make you understand is that God is the Lord of every single moment in your life. And he, God has a way of showing up in your life in those times that are the ordinary times in our lives. You know, we don't have to be in a beautiful church surrounding, you know, feeling like, oh boy, I'm in this wonderful, holy place and everything. Yeah, the church is a holy place, but what makes it holy is the presence of God, okay? And that experience while you're standing online at Walmart or wherever you might be, God's presence there is what makes that moment holy for you, okay? And God can indeed step in. God can step in and, and give you the peace that you need, okay? Uh, you know, the, and, and you know, all of this tells us that, that God chooses to reveal his presence and love to us 
in the ordinary events of our lives, okay? And I, before we move on, I just want you to understand that you don't have to always be in the so-called perfect surroundings for God to make his presence known to you and to let you feel and understand his love for you, all right? You don't have to be in a magnificent cathedral, you know, a church building. God is the, is the Lord over your life, and he's the Lord of the very moment that you need him, okay? And we have to remember that, all right? Okay. We as Christians, you know, we focus on our fellowship with God as little children, according to the scriptures. All right. We focus on God as little children, you know, and, and the scripture talks about that. And we're going to go there in, in a moment. You know, the ways that things are going, we must always contend for our, our faith. You know, contending mean, a, you know, to use a boxing term, a, a, a contender is one of those fighters, you know, in the ring. A contender is the person that's doing the fighting. So we have to contend for our faith. We have to, to fight for our faith. We have to make sure that we are fighting hard to keep it because there are so many deceivers out there today and there's so much deception all around us, okay? And you can just, you know, see what's going on in the newspapers, news on TV or whatever it is that's going on in your community, in your neighborhood, in the world, in this country. There's so much deception out there, okay, that you don't know who to believe, all right? The one that you can believe, of course, is the almighty living God, our God, okay? Holy Spirit is in us. Jesus Christ is in us, okay? God is in us, and we can tap into his, into his wisdom. We can tap into his, his strength. We can, be allow, we can allow ourselves to be guided by his voice only and not by the voices of the world. Because there are many, many voices in the world today, okay? And you may even run into that in just in, 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 in casual discussion, you know, with a co-worker, a family member, your neighbor or whatever. There's always going to be two sides, you know? And we, as children of God, we have to make sure that we're following the, uh, what the Word of God tells us, okay? And not the words of men, okay? Because the words of men, today especially, can be guided by so many agendas, so many agendas, all right? And there are more agendas out there today than you can shake a stick at, all right? Depending on what side of the aisle you're on, depending on whether you're short, tall, fat, or thin, depending on this, depending on that, you know, they're, they're trying to get us to, 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 to go along with somebody, with, with, with one side or another, okay? They're trying to, to woo our minds, you know, into following a agenda, the only agenda that we follow is God's agenda, is God's agenda. And we can make sure that we're not, not, not uh, uh, led astray if we follow what the Word of God is telling us and listen to the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in us. Amen? Amen. So why don't we just go right to Scripture here. And why don't we go to uh, 1 John 4. 1 John 4, chapter 4. The first book of John is often called Little John. 1 John, chapter 4. And we're going to start with verse number one. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Right out the box. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Many false prophets have gone out into the world. Please underline or highlight that particular verse. Right out the box here, the Lord of God, the Word of God just tells us straight up, do not believe every spirit. Do not believe everything that you hear, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, okay? When you're listening to someone give their opinion, opinion of something, and I don't care how masterful or how eloquently they may speak, you know, or how rational his reasoning may sound, make sure that 
make sure that what they're saying is 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 based on the word of God, okay, or can be founded by the word of God, can be can be determined to be true or not based on on the word of God. It says to try every spirit whether they are God, because there are many false prophets out there in this world. Okay, when someone is telling you something, and in your spirit you will know whether or not it's sitting right. It'll ring right in your spirit. You you'll know, you know. And there are many things that that are um that are that are coming out in the world today where you may not find them word for word in the Bible, but the concept of what they're saying, God tells us yea or nay. Amen. It's as simple as that. Okay. God does not mention a COVID vaccine and so forth. Okay. But the word of God talks about, about in Psalm 91, how God will protect us from pestilences and things like that. Okay. So we have the word of God to give us hope and confidence in how we are going to fare with all of this stuff that is going on around us. Amen. Amen. But, but listen to what the person is saying and listen to whether or not they are telling you to do something that is not in line with the word of God. Okay. Our bodies are the temple of, of the Holy Spirit, amen? So we should be very careful about how we defile our, our bodies and so forth. So whatever is being talked about here, and don't construe this as me supporting vaccine or not supporting vaccine, okay? That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm just saying to you, just as a side note on that subject, um, that's a very, very personal decision, whether or not you in concert, in talking with your doctor and what you may be praying about and what God is telling you in the Holy Spirit, that is a very, very, very personal choice of what you do. No man should dictate to you whether or not you decide to get yourself vaccinated. That's all I'm saying here. Okay, it's our freedom. We have our freedom. We have our God-given freedoms to to um, to determine how we want to what and what we want to do with our bodies, and we need to make sure we are taken care of. That is clear by Scripture. Okay, that's clear by Scripture. Okay, so so I'm not saying you know do this or do that or don't do that or don't do this. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm just saying is that we have the freedom to make the choice. That's my only point, and the choice. That that we make should be on what the doctors are telling us and what God is telling us to do and what can be backed up by scripture. Amen. So I'm just saying that, but that, you know, so not only relative to COVID vaccine, but anything else that's going on in the world, there are so many things that people are telling us to do so many lies. They expect us to believe. And it simply says, believe not every spirit. So don't believe everything that you hear, but try that spirit, challenge it relative to the word of God. Okay, all right, challenge it relative to the word of God. God is not going to be telling us to do something that's against his word, okay? We are not to be following people that are telling us that, that we, uh, you, you know, we shouldn't be talking about Jesus in the schools. We shouldn't be teaching our kids about the Ten Commandments. You know, that's not according to the word of God at all. As a matter of fact, it's very contrary to the word of God. So all I'm just saying is to you is just don't swallow everything that you hear today, hook, line, and sinker, okay? Test it. Try that spirit. Compare it to what the Word of God says, okay? The Word of God is, is, is our lamppost. It's our guidance, you know? It, it's our, the Word of God is our flashlight in the dark, amen? And we're hearing a lot of very dark words these days, so we need to make sure that we can, that, 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 that those dark words, you know, can withstand the, the, the penetration of God's light, okay? And if they're lies, they will not withstand the penetration of God's light. The lie will be revealed to you. Holy Spirit will show you that this is not in line with what the Word of God is telling us to do as his children, as a child of God, okay? It goes on to say in verse number two, hereby know you the spirit of God. Well, let me read it through, okay? Um, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know you the spirit of God. Every spirit, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh of God, 
and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ uh, is the flesh is of God. So let me read that again. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is, is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof we have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. Okay? So let's unpack, unpack those scriptures there for a moment. Starting out there, hereby you know the Spirit of God. This is how you know the Spirit of God, or what someone is saying, just where they are coming from. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Anyone that can confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, okay, and, and, and that he came in the flesh, okay, that that person, all right, is someone that is of God. In other words, they are, 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 are a godly person. They're following what the Word of God says about Jesus Christ, okay? So it says that every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, all right? So if you have someone that says to you, Jesus Christ is not the Son of God, I mean, right away, I'm going to listen to very, very little that that person tells me, into, you know, about anything that's important about life, okay? I'm not talking about, um, you know, you know can, you, can you tell me where I can find a gas station, you know. I mean, even then, if he tells me something really, really weird, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it. But if you know that that person is not a believer in Jesus Christ and that, and that believes that Jesus Christ, oh, he's just another prophet and all that kind of thing, you know, but he's not the son of God, as some will actually say to you. That yes, he was a good man, he was a prophet, but eh, was he actually the son of God? Well, eh, okay, anyone that goes in that direction, the word of God here says, every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. So there's very little, very, very little that I would follow or believe that that person is telling me. And this is, is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Okay, now, this is saying here, whereof you have heard that it should come. Now, now, now when it says that this is that spirit of antichrist this is this is a antichrist spirit it's not the antichrist okay the antichrist has not yet made himself known and all of that will, will come in god's timetable you know as outlined to us by the word of god but this is saying and this is that spirit of antichrist wherever you have heard that should come and even now already is in the world so what he is saying is that even at that time that spirit of antichrist was in the world so know that it isn't the antichrist because this is going back you know going back several thousand a couple of uh well, what, maybe a thousand years or so ago, uh, you, you know, after Jesus' uh, resurrection and so forth, okay, uh, maybe 1,500 years. But whatever the time is, is that it, it, it isn't speaking of the Antichrist to come because it's saying that even that spirit is already in the world. So there are, are Antichrist spirit. And what does Antichrist mean? It's someone that is against Christ against Jesus, okay? And there were many of those already out there back when this when this book of John was written. Okay, there were many, many, many uh, efforts, many, many people that obviously voiced the fact that they didn't believe that Jesus was who he, who he said he is. All right, okay? So they're saying that they have to try the spirits, and, and that's one way you can do it. Anyone that you're speaking to that in during conversation, well, somehow you've come to know that this person just doesn't believe who Jesus Christ is. And that's the point I'm making is that is not someone that you're willing to be taking advice from. Okay. It is not someone that you want to follow. Okay. Anyone that cannot acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord and the son of the living God, then that is not anyone that you want to put stock in what they're telling you to do or what they are advising you to do. So therefore, you should always try the spirits, as it said. It goes on to say in verse number four, you are of God, little children. You see how the word here refers to us as little children. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. 
because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Please highlight uh, uh, underline that, okay? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, okay? We have overcome them spiritually, okay? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he that is in you is the Holy Spirit of the living God, okay? So therefore, greater is he. Greater is that spirit that is in the world. Greater that spirit of God that is in you, the Holy Spirit that is in you, is greater than any spirit that could be driving a news broadcaster on TV, someone in the neighborhood you're talking to, a relative who is espousing some lies to you and talking. The Holy Spirit that is in you is much greater Okay, and so we can indeed overcome them in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, so we do not have to be, be, be falling prey to what, what it is that they're telling us or what it is that they're trying to, to uh, get us to do. Okay, verse number five says, they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the world's he world hears them. Okay, they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the world hears them. Okay, those people are those that are out there espousing lies or talking lies compared to what the word of God is telling us. They're speaking untruths. They're speaking half truths. They're speaking half lies, out and out lies. Okay, and those people that are in agreement with them are just like they are. Okay, okay. It says that they are they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the world listens. All right. You you look at it. It's amazing to look at how some people just blindly follow what someone is saying, just because of a position they may hold, or just because of who they are, because they're an entertainer in Hollywood. It's amazing how they will just follow what is being said by these people, and 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 it is so plain as the the nose on their, their faces that what they're saying is not in line with the world of, word of God. Yes, so many people follow them. And why is it that people follow them? Because they, their spirit is just like that spirit of the person doing the talking. Okay? Sometimes we sit back, we Christians sit back and we wonder. I know I certainly do. How can anyone be so blind? Can't they see the agenda? Don't you see what it is that they're trying to do? First of all, what they are proposing to be done is not in line with the lifestyle that God would have us to be living. Okay, okay? They're not in line with us um, uh, 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 taking the lives of unborn babies. Okay? And I'm sorry, I, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't see how you can call yourself a Christian and agree that it's okay to take a baby's life, to take a fetus's life. I don't understand that, okay? But there are many people that cheer the efforts that are going on today. And again, I'm not getting this, this podcast into the realm of politics, but nowadays that is, is tying into, in, into lifestyles that those would want us to, to, to follow, okay, that is so counter to the Word of God, okay? But there are many, many people that agree with that. Okay, that agree because they've been totally blind because they are of the world. Verse five, therefore speak they of the world and the world hears them. Okay, so people listen to them. We as children of God are not to listen to anyone that is speaking worldly, you know, that are speaking things that are contrary to what God tells us. Okay, but those people that are following them are just like them. Their spirits are just like them. That's why they've been blinded and they are following blindly what these people are saying. Okay, we need to try the spirits. We Christians need to try the spirits. We are of God, verse number six. We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Okay, verse six again. We are of God and he that knows God hears us. Okay, so if you are speaking the word of God and the person that you are talking to is, is, uh, is a believer, then they will understand exactly what, what you are saying to them. Okay, all right, and, and, and whether or not, you know, what I am saying to you, you need to try that spirit, 
Okay, and if you are not resonating with what I'm saying, then you need to find the word of God where, where it refutes or contradicts what I'm saying. Okay, but if I'm reading to you the word of God and you are of God and, the, and, and you hear what I'm saying and you understand what I'm saying, okay, all right, but those that reject what I'm saying or what people like myself and maybe you uh, espouse and preach and teach, then they simply will not hear that. Okay, and you may have experienced yourself. Maybe you maybe you've talked to a, a peer, a coworker, a family member, and you're quoting the word of God, and Holy Spirit is giving you some words, and you see by the look on their face that they're very, very doubtful about what you're saying, and then maybe they come out and actually actually refute you, refute what you're saying. Okay, okay, but if they knew the word of God, then they would understand what you're saying. Because they would be able to, to crystal clear, it will resonate in their in their spirits what you're saying based on the word of God. Okay, so so he that knoweth God hears us, and he that is not of God hears not us. Okay, All right, and you can talk to an unbeliever until you're blue in the face, and, and man, I'm telling you, you, you know, short of the Holy Spirit massively doing some major work in that person's life, they will stand and look at you like what you're what you're saying, you're crazy. It goes right over their head because they have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, because they're spiritually blind. You know, the things of God, the things of God are, are spiritual. Okay, it is the Holy Spirit, you know, that 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 convicts that that teaches someone. All right. And if they are just so averse, they're so against you as a Christian, or maybe they, they like you as a person. But the Christian, the spirit of God that's in you, they really have an issue with that will rise up in conversation. Okay. And they will not readily accept what it is that you're trying to say to them. Okay. Even though you could read the scriptures right to them, you could read word for you could have a Bible in your hands and you're reading it right to them, but it, it won't resonate in their spirits because they're spiritually blind. They don't know the Lord. They don't have Jesus Christ. So therefore, we are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Okay, so hereby. Seven, beloved, let us love one another, and love is of God. And every one that loves is born of God and knows God. He that knoweth not knoweth not God, for God is love. He that knoweth not, he, he that loveth not, sorry, he that loveth not, Knoweth not God, for God is love. Okay, all right. You can't say you're a lover of God. You can't say that you're a Christian. You can't say that you're you're born again if you can't experience love for another. All right, all right. It, it, uh, in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. All right. Can you imagine that love? All right. Mankind didn't deserve it. The state that man was in, you know, when Jesus uh, before Jesus came. I mean, there was so much sin in the world. I mean, you know, they had all these prophets of Baal. I mean, I mean, man was just living a hard existence, and every, even with even with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they weren't doing what God really, really wanted them to do. They had all these rituals and the and the the, the wonderful robes, you know, and these ceremonies in the synagogues, but they were not doing what God wanted them to do. Because when Jesus came and throughout Jesus' ministry, there's so many scriptures there in New Testament where in the Gospels they they, they talk about the things that that Jesus did, the miracles and his teaching his parables and what did they do they rebelled man they rebelled that they said they called they called jesus a blasphemer you know they they they, they wanted to stone him and, and ultimately of course they took him to the cross because jesus upset their apple cart jesus changed what they thought they were doing that was so right okay it was so wrong it was not what god the father wanted to do 
wanted to be done and you know, how God wanted us to live a lifestyle. So, so in spite of the stuff that, that, that was going on, uh, mankind, as mankind was living there, even under, under Jewish rule there, it wasn't how God wanted to be, but he loved all of us so much. He loved them. He loved us into the future so much that he sent his only son to save us. Okay. Because of Jesus Christ, we never have to do another sacrifice. We don't have to worry about, you know, getting a lamb on Passover or having a bullock or having a sparrow or whatever. We don't have to be doing those sacrifices. Jesus Christ was the one last sacrifice. He took on all of the sins of mankind. He shed his blood as a result of that. He, 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 he was crucified. He was resurrected on that third day, returned to the Father. As a result of that, we have been set free from the, the, from the domination of, of sin and darkness and death. And we have the ability to have eternal life because of what God did through Jesus Christ. This son and so he loved us so much undeserved love because mankind did not deserve it he loved us so much that he sent his only son can you fathom that i mean can you really grasp what god did okay he sent his son that he loved that he knew for for forever for an eternity john 1 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god the word was god and the word was with god okay so they were always one and God took a part of himself, his son, Jesus Christ, and sent him here to die for our sins because he loved us so much. Can you, can you understand that? Okay, you know, it's easy for us to love people. We love people all the time. Let that person do something wrong to you. <laughs> Let that person not pay you back some money that they owed you. Let that person do something that you really didn't appreciate. Do you really love them? How much do you love them after they've done that to you? Okay. Right? Okay. We human beings, we are so good at that. Okay, We can love someone, we can speak to people, we can say hello to someone on the job, good morning, so and so and so, and let that person say one thing against you. Do you come in that next day and say good morning to them, or you just walk past them and go right to your desk? How long, how long has it been since that family member that you've had a quote unquote a feud with, you know, going back ten years, fifteen years, you know? I've known people that, that that have lived their lives and gone on to be with the Lord, hopefully, you know, and, and never forgave that person in their family who said something or did something to them many, many, many years past. Okay, okay. So so how much do we really, really love? You need to ask yourself. Again, it's easy to love someone who's been nice to you. Okay, but that's someone who has not been so nice to you, someone who's giving you a hard time. Can you still say that you love them? Can you speak to them when you see them? Can you speak to them? Not just not not just a, a perfunctory a hello. Oh good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> you know, okay. But do you really, really care about them? Can you do that to someone who has not always been nice to you? Amen. Amen. To say that, that because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might have life, we might live through him. Here in his love, verse ten. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us, okay? He loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, to pay the price for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another, okay? If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is all a part of contending for your faith, fighting for your faith. Okay, okay. All of these people that are out there that's talking all of these, you know, absurd things and, and coming against God and so forth and, and, and trying to build fear into our lives, trying to dominate us by through fear and trying to, 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 to steal away our God given freedoms, you know, and so forth. Uh, um, I don't follow those people. I don't I don't listen to what they're saying. I listen to what God tells me. But but I haven't gotten to the point that I hate them. 
Okay, and I do pray for them. You know, I pray for those that are in authority in our nation, in our state, in my local community, in my county, and so I pray for those people. Okay, I don't haven't gotten to the point that that, that I hate them. Do I follow what they're saying me to do? If it's against the word of God, no, not at all, not for an instant, not for a heartbeat. Okay, well, I follow what anyone tells me to do. I don't care what what authority level they're in, man's authority level they're in. I will not follow them when, it, when they're telling me to do something counter to the Word of God. And I know what the Word of God tells me to do. Okay, but do I hate them? No, no, no. Because God doesn't hate them. God doesn't hate them. God sees the errors, error of their ways, and every single one of them have an opportunity to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The Word of God says that it's not God's will that any on this earth should perish. He wishes that everyone would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. I submit to you that Jesus Christ, I mean, that the Lord, that God the Father hoped that Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, you know, would have come to know him. Okay? Would have come to know the Lord. Okay? God does not wish anyone on this earth to, to perish, according to his word written in the Bible there. Okay? All right, all right. So I don't either. Okay? But will I follow them? No. Will I have followed Hitler? Will I have followed Mussolini? No. And I will not follow anyone in this present life that is telling me to do anything that is coming to the word of God. I don't care who they are. Okay? Because it is more important to me that I follow God's word so that God can know that when my time comes to be before him, that he will say, well done, my son. Well done, my faithful servant. Okay? I will follow him. I will follow him. I will follow him. I will not follow We have to contend for our faith because there are so many forces of darkness that want to dominate you, to get you to do what they want you to do, which could very well be outside of the word of God and not in line with the word of God. So we have to fight for our faith, okay? Men have seen, um, uh, verse 11 again, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. 12, no man hath seen God at any time. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfect. His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God, okay? Can you confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, okay? Those that you, are, you may be in, 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 a, uh, dispate, in, in, a, in a debate with, those that you're discussing the Lord, can they confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God is indeed their Lord, their Lord and Savior? That's one step, be, that's one step towards uh, 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 you having a, 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 a good conversation and discussion with that person. Okay, because if they don't accept Jesus Christ as Son of the Living God and as their Lord and Savior, then very, very, very good chances that their thinking at some point is going to go off, off astray. It's going to go awry. It's not going to be in line with God's Word. Try the Spirit, Saint of God. Try the Spirit. Contend and fight for your faith. Fourteen. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Herein is our, our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect, perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. Fear has torment. If you've got the love of God, then there's no fear in you because fear has a way of tormenting you. He that fears is, is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Okay? 
That's why you love God, because God loved you first. Think back before you came to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen. What kind of lifestyle did you live? Amen. Amen. I can't always say that I was a, a good good believer and a good follower in God. No, I had my, I sold my wild oats like many, many others, you know, in, in the world have and, and are preaching and doing everything else that are good, strong Christians. I sold my wild, my wild oats too. But at some point I had a real reality, a realization that God has been with me all of those years and that God was calling me and that God loved me so much, regardless of where I was in him, God loved me so much, so much that he saved me. He sent his son to save me. I realized that. And it's the same thing with you. If you've come to the Lord at some point in time, you probably sold wild oats. Maybe you didn't, but at some point in time, you know, you, you, you had to realize who you were and that God was calling you and you decided to listen to him and you, you gave up and said, okay, Lord, I follow you. Lord, Jesus come into my life. You know, I, I'm, I'm tired of messing my life up. I can't do this anymore without you coming to my life and take over. You invited Jesus to be in your life and you were therefore effectively born again. But that all that happened because God loved you so much. God loves you. And I submit to you also, you know, that all of the many years that you may have gone through many things, God had his hand on you then. Okay? And if you stop and think back, the many, the many near escapes, the, near, the, the many narrow escapes that you may have had in, in, in life, okay? The many narrow escapes that you may have had, that, that, that God was there. Okay, and he brought you to where you are now. Okay, and if you are having narrow escapes now, God is still with you. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, God is still with you. And the same way he brought you through those things in the past, he will bring you through whatever is there that is troubling you now. Why? Because he loves you. Okay, why? Because he loves you. His love for you is not conditional on, on whether or not you love him. Hopefully, once you've come to the Lord, that you will grow to love him. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, but God loves you because he loves you, and that's the way he is, okay? We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love you, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And, his, and this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loves also his brother, okay? Okay, and then we're going to go to, to Jude here in, in, in winding down. We're going to go to Jude. And just in verse number one, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord, the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, um, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. Okay, and that's where this is going. God will indeed take care of those that believe not. Okay, but the interesting thing is verse number four. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained of this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, there are certain men crept in on the world that were unawares. Okay, in other words, there are people right, right in your circle possibly, you know, that are purporting that they believe certain things and they are, they indeed don't. 
Okay, they come in there, they crept down the who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Okay, many of them are just starting out, they, they're going to be condemned. That is the only way, way only to way about what according to what the word of God, God says here, and denying only the Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So be be careful, be careful of those that are around you, you know, that have crept in unawares, that they're putting on a good show, they're putting on a good front, but really deep down inside they don't believe that Jesus is who he is and don't believe that, that he is indeed the Son of God. Okay, it says that, that they will be destroyed, that believe not. The angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, verse 6, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Okay, all of, all of the, the now demons, uh, Satan's uh, um, minions that follow him now, their first estate was in heaven. That's what this is saying. Those angels who followed not their first estate, they kept not their first estate. Their first estate was in the heavens there with God as worshipers. They chose to follow the devil. And you know their future. You know that they've been damned, okay? So what, what this is saying here is that even the angels there who started out with God fell away. There are people out there today, be careful, be warned, okay, be warned that there are people out there today, all right, that have given up following the Lord, okay, and, they, and every chance that they can, they will try to pervert you also to get you to follow and believe what they're saying, the same way Satan did to those, to a third of the heavenly host, according to the Bible, amen, amen, so, so we have to, we have to, to keep, make sure that we're contending with our faith, you know, it says, um, uh, 20, but you, beloved, building up yourselves, uh, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life, and of some and of some compassion, some have compassion, make a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen and amen. 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 So this faith that we have is something that we need to fight for. We need to make sure that we contend for keeping that faith because there are many, many forces of darkness out there who would try to steal that away from us. They would try to get them to follow us. Okay. And again, as I said, if you're feeling like something's about to give, that something can't continue going the way they, they, they are, uh, things are going to change. God is in charge and in God's own perfect time, you know, he will do and take care of those non-believers, those unbelievers that are trying to, to steal our faith trying to, to hold us down, trying to erase the name of Jesus, trying to get God out of, our, out of our conversation, God will indeed deal with them in due season. In the meantime, just make sure that we contend for our faith, fight for our faith, make sure that we love the Lord and we let Holy Spirit guide us. Don't follow the voices of men unless, unless within your spirit, Holy Spirit can, can confirm with you that what they're saying is based on Scripture, is scriptural, and is not against the Word of God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I hope this message has been a blessing to you, and if it has, why don't you share it with someone that you love, or even someone that's giving you a hard time. We can be found at www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net, and when you get there, in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button, and you'll be notified automatically when these uh, podcast sermons are, are made available to you. Amen, amen. Praise God. Why don't we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. And now, 
Lord, we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and the week ahead of us until next time, O oh Lord, that we shall remember these words that we have heard today, Lord God, that we will always fight and contend for our faith, that we will we will, will listen to what is being said to us, and we shall try those spirits, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to ensure that what we are hearing, O oh Lord God, is in line with your word, O oh Lord. We praise you, we magnify thy name, we glorify you. Lord God, we love you. Thank you for all things, both great and small. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed and hope you have a wonderful day and week and uh, come back again next time in the name of Jesus. And remember that Jesus is Lord.